From the Gray Homestead in the heart of the Ozarks, this is Front Porch Anarchast. We're spreading the ideas of freedom and liberty from the front porch, one episode at a time. Front Porch Anarchast. Freedom starts on your own front porch. And this episode starts now. I heartily accept the motto that government is best which governs least. Carried out, it finally amounts to this, which also I believe, that government is best which governs not at all. And you're listening to yet another episode of Front Porch Anarchast. This is episode 37. I think I'm going to call it Political Thespians and Political Theater. It's February 20th, 2020. It's a lot of 20s there. I started playing around with the idea for this episode about a month ago, right after the State of the Union address. So some of this is a bit dated. Sorry about that. Don't worry, though. I'm going to make sure that you get your money's worth out of this episode. Then again, I try that every time. I'm not really sure how well that works out. Must be working out pretty well, though. Nobody's demanded a refund. One of the reasons why it's been so long since I have recorded an episode of this, I do work a full-time job, and I do have a side gig, and I've been working on some pretty big orders for that side gig. I do have time, though. I can always squeeze in some some one-off T-shirts or some one-off decals. So if you've got an idea for a t-shirt or a decal, just let me know. We're going to work something out and uh, get that out to you. Maybe you'd like a t-shirt with an AK-47 on it, or maybe you want one with an elephant on it, or maybe you want a t-shirt that has an elephant holding an AK-47 and saying taxation is theft. (laughs) If you do, if you want anything like that, I probably have one lying around and I can hook you up with it. So just send me a message through Facebook at Front Porch Anarchist, and we'll work out the details if you're interested. If you've listened to the podcast very much, which I hope you have, but I'm assuming that there's going to be some new listeners here, I like to avoid talking about politicians and such, and I really like to avoid talking about specific politicians, but... This time I just I, I can't avoid it because of the um, the recent impeachment of their supreme leader or her majesty or whatever they're calling that person nowadays. And at the at exactly the same time there was this state of the union address nonsense and I'm always amazed at the pomp and circumstance that goes on with that. It's it's crazy and all the people clapping and all the people acting all mad, and it's it's um, quite the theater. So I've got that that I'd like to talk about. I also have a, a poll result that I would like to talk about. I listed a poll on the Facebook page, Front Porch Anarchist, and I was given some feedback on that. And I can't wait to talk about the Libertarian Party. Actually, I can, but I'd like to talk about the Libertarian Party. So to start out, I'd like to thank you for your input on the podcast. Like I said earlier, I um, I threw that out there asking for some feedback, and uh, I received it, and I appreciate that. 
I've struggled with the structure of the podcast since the beginning, so I I thought, well, who better to ask than the uh, than the listeners, right? And thankfully, some of you took me up on that offer. Now, that being said, please keep in mind that I've listened to a lot of podcasts, a lot. Like, there have been weeks where the only human voices I heard, other than my own, were from podcasts. If you've listened to the podcast, I've spent some time in the woods, living uh, completely off-grid, and so sometimes I just download some podcasts when I'm in town and then head back out, and sometimes you get in there and you're there for weeks before you come back out, and I think the longest I ever spent in there was two weeks maybe, but man, yeah, podcasts will podcasts will save your life, especially when there's no TV or, or even any reliable radio signal to, uh, to get. Even listening to Stefan Molyneux is uh, is a welcome change when all when your company is just some dogs. Anyway, so I've listened to a lot of podcasts, and most of those podcasts, well, many of those podcasts that um, that are about liberty or anarchy, they revolve around interviewing guests. And if you listen to many of those podcasts, you're going to start hearing the same old story from the same old people. You're going to hear a lot about cryptocurrency. You're going to hear a lot about social justice. And you're going to hear a lot about things that are socialist and communist. And it's all going to be coming from people who claim to be anarchists. So, you know, I, that's not what I want for Front Porch Anarchist. And you're not going to have to worry about interviews, at least for now, because I want this podcast to be about me helping others to see that anarchy isn't scary, just normal people. For the most part, there are some anarchists out there that are uh, talking about, well, they're self-proclaimed anarchists talking about firebombing police buildings. Maybe they're talking about rioting in the streets. But, you know, that's not, it's not anarchy. Anarchy isn't about raping, murdering, stealing, or destroying other people's property. It's just about people being people and voluntarily interacting with one another. Another thing you won't get with Front Porch Anarchist is a lot of talk about the different anarchist philosophers. There have been lots of men who've written books on the subject. Feel free to read those if you wish, but in my opinion, you don't have to read Spooner or Proudhon. Am I even pronouncing that right? To understand how to rule yourself. Because it's a little more than, uh, what do they call it, the golden rule? Just do on to others as you would have done to you. It really is so simple that a four-year-old can understand it. My kids, I mean, that's that's our basically our only rule in the house, is that you know you can't you can't bother other people. And um, I I use bother with the kids because it it just works better that way. But you know I I don't hit my kids. My kids, well, the three-year-old she might. She might take a swing or she might try to pinch or something, but she's three years old. Uh, the five-year-old has it all figured out, and and uh, he'll defend himself against her, but that's pretty funny when he when he does that. And to her, uh, to her credit, she's getting much better about that, and, and she really feels bad when she loses her temper. So, so um, I won't say that anarchy is so simple that a three-year-old can understand it, but it is so simple that a four-year-old can understand it. And as I said, I don't interview guests yet, and 
maybe in the future I'm going to. If I if I do start interviewing people, I hope that I interview people that you haven't heard before. Hopefully, they're going to be everyday average people who just happen not to believe in the need for a state. I do have a few people in mind already, but if you're one of those people and you would like to be interviewed, then be sure to let me know that you're interested. Again, you can. it's easy to reach me. If you can't find me any other way, just Google Front Porch Anarchast. Anarchast with an H in it, and uh, you're going to find me. And maybe now is a, a good time to point out once again that being on Front Porch Anarchast is it's about as simple as it can be. Um, all you have to do is go to the, to the show's website, which is it's hosted on anchor.fm so if you'll just go to anchor.fm slash front porch anarchast there's a button right in the center of the page you just click on message and speak into your microphone and you will be leaving a message for me and if you want to do that then your message may be on a future episode of front porch anarchast now I know I get to sounding all preachy sometimes when I start talking about anarchy and anarchy is the way to live. I'm 100% anarchist at heart and I do advocate for complete freedom for everybody, but in real life I practice practical anarchy. I heard it described that way one time. I don't remember who I heard say that. Um, if I did, I would give that person credit, but it describes my personal philosophy pretty well, so I'll continue to use it. And, and if you're the guy who coined that, ter that term, then uh, please feel free to let me know, and I will definitely give you credit where credit is due. So what do I mean by practical anarchy? Well, basically, I do what I can to live as free as I can. I think that's probably the most... Um, I think that's probably the most concise way to say that. I mean, I don't want to get fined, I don't want to get thrown in a cage, and I don't want to get killed by the state. <laughs> so, you know, I I do what I can as long as I can stay as long as I can avoid those things. So maybe that makes me a bad anarchist, right? Um I mean, I don't put any faith in the state. I know it doesn't have legitimate authority over me, but at the same time, I do understand that None of it really matters because the state has the power of violence and it's going to use it against me if I break the rules that it makes, right? So so does being a practical anarchist make me a bad anarchist? That's a question that I did put to the listeners recently, not just the listeners. I also put it in some uh, Facebook groups and I had a surprisingly good response from that. I asked, is it hypocrisy for an anarchist to comply with state business licensing schemes? And I had, let's see, 66 votes on that, which, uh, you know, for me, I'm, I'm happy with 66 votes. Getting 66 people to click on anything on Facebook is sometimes it's pretty, um, pretty hard to do unless it's something about flags or Pledge of Allegiance or, you know, Army this or Veteran that. Anyway, I digress. So with that question, is it hypocrisy for an anarchist to comply with state business licensing schemes? 29% of the people said yes, and 71% said no. 
And I really figured that more people would say yes about that. The thing that that caused me to ask the question is because I want to run my own business, but at the same time, I don't feel like I should have to comply with the state's schemes, right? And there's this festival coming up, and I want to make some de- some T-shirts. I want to sell those at this uh, at this festival, but at the at the same time, they require me to comply with the state business licensing scheme. So, trying to decide if it's worth it, trying to decide if I'm going to do that, and would it make me a hypocrite if I did do it? That's why I put that out there. Not that I really care what people think about me. I, I'm just looking for some opinions, and I I did get some pretty good some pretty good feedback on that from people who agreed and some people who disagreed, or some people who said yes and some people who said no. Anyway. One person says, no, we're protesting and fighting the system, but we still have to live in it until we tear it down. And then there was somebody else that said, yes, I'm a hypocrite. Okay. Says, you either starve the state or you fund it. Well, my problem there is I don't... There's so many taxes and, and other things that I have to comply with that I just don't see how I can get around those practically. Like, there's no way I can get around a sales tax. I have to buy things. I have to eat. I have to drive. So there's gas tax. I, I have to have a license plate on my car, or they put me in a cage. And yeah, you can go ahead and tell me, you know, I can just claim I'm a sovereign citizen or something. But no, for a fact, that doesn't work. Um, I've seen people uh, go to jail for that. The practical side of me says I need to pay some of these taxes so I stay out of the cage. I can't imagine how my family would feed themselves if I were in jail because I'm the guy who makes um, makes the cash that, that keeps the household going, at least from a financial standpoint. Somebody else says, pick your battles. I can agree with that. Somebody else says, yes, you're a... Uh, Yes, as in yes, you're you're a hypocrite. Um, that's not. They didn't say that. I'm putting that word in there. Their response was yes. All anarchists should also be agorists. Now, I've heard that word pronounced agorist, but I don't really like the way agorist sounds because it looks like it ought to be agorist. So that's how I'm saying it. If you don't like that, you can feel free to let me know that you don't like the way I say that. Okay, so. I, I'm interested in hearing how I can be in completely agorist in a, in a completely statist world. If you have suggestions, let me know, because that's my dilemma. I was asked the question, are you a hypocrite for living within that same state's borders? Are you a hypocrite for dialing 911 to get an ambulance to your house in a location where it is publicly funded? And that's kind of the way I look at that, too. I mean... Yeah, if I've got somebody out here who is, um, you know, breaking into my car or something, I'm going to call 911 for that. For starters, I, you know, I don't want to kill somebody over breaking into my car. If I saw somebody breaking into it, I'm not going to kill somebody over that, right? I mean, it's going to put me in a bad spot if they bust out a window or pop a lock on it, which I've had done before. Busted window and pop locks sometimes. 
But I'm not going to kill somebody over that, right? I'm going to try to get a license plate number from whatever it is they're driving, good description of the person, which direction they're traveling, and I'm going to call the police. And, I mean, why not? I'm literally paying for this service anyway. Let them deal with it, right? Now, in a completely anarchist society, I'd have to find my own security, and I'd have them do it, and I would pay, you know, I would pay them for it. And I, I really... I'm going to go off on a tangent here. I really think I'd get better service and probably get better results that way. I've I've worked private patrols before, and I can tell you that I made it there before the police did every time. That's just the way that works. Now, the state ties private security's hands right now. So even if the private security shows up and they see somebody bust into your car... They really can't do anything about it. They can do just like I said. They can write down a license plate and they can get a good description of the person. But they can't go physically hold the person until the police get here or there, wherever. Technically, they can. I mean, uh, not technically. Um, Physically, they can do it, but they're also opening themselves up to huge liability in doing so. So most places won't. They will uh, observe and report the state has effectively made it so that you have to use their service. Well, they, they've made it so that you have to fund their service, and then they've made it so that you really can't use any other service except the one that they're providing. And I guess that's supposed to make it seem more like you need them, but, it, I mean, when it's the law that you can't you can't use anybody else, really, and you can't do it yourself, like... If I get a license plate number and I get a good description of the person, I know who that person is. I can't just go to their house and steal my stuff back or send somebody there to steal my stuff back. I have to wait for the courts to take care of it. And I'll tell you, around here, I deal with the police a lot for theft. It's part of my job. That's what I do. I say part. It is my job. That's what I do. And unless you hand the police a person's name and that person has stolen a felony amount of whatever it is they're stealing, merchandise in my case, the police won't even touch it. They'll just, even if you have the person's name and it's a misdemeanor, they're going to refer it to to the local prosecutor and the local prosecutor is toothless. So I would have better luck if if I could go do it myself, if I could go get my stuff back. I do a pretty good job of investigating people, and I can pretty much figure out who has stolen from me, even um, even if all I have is a first name a lot of times. But the police and the courts aren't really interested in that. I mean, they've got so many other things going on, like prosecuting people for smoking a joint or whatever. You know, they don't have time for uh, crimes that actually have victims, unless it's a major crime. As a funny maybe not aside i was in court the other day um, for a case that happened back in 2017 that's how far back that uh, that this particular county court is backed up i went and this was a first appearance this was a, a hearing the very first hearing on this case i think maybe the person had to show up for an arraignment before but that but as far as uh, anything else on this case this was the first one from 2017 so I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting next to this uh, police detective, trying to be nice. I've uh, I've worked with him for quite a while. I say worked with, 
he's the uh, police representative that handles the cases, the felony cases, or he did at the time. He's moved on to a different division now. But he was the guy that was taking care of the um, the cases that I would send up, the felony cases. So here he was. He was having to appear for the same case. And while I'm sitting on this bench, I'm, I'm right, the courtroom, this particular courtroom was right in front of the entrance of the courthouse where everybody went through the metal detectors. And, and um, it, was, it was quite funny seeing all of these, um, these people that I knew of, that I'd seen stealing before uh, as they entered the building. These people weren't even there for the case I was there for. They had their own cases and um, it was pretty cool to, you know, call them out, nod at them or whatever, and and see the look on their face once they realized who I was and that that we had had <laughs> we had had problems before, and they thought I didn't know who they were. All right, sorry that I digressed and started um, started talking shop there. Back to the polls. Um, there was some decent interaction with the polls, and I think that maybe I'm going to start posting those on a regular basis. I just recently posted one, and I say recently, I guess it's been probably going on two weeks now, but uh, it's already over, and it had a lot of responses to a lot of uh, engagement interaction. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to do more polls. Look for those. Um and if you have an idea for a poll, something that you would uh, like to know an anarchist's opinion on, then let me know. I have some groups that I would be more than happy to post that in and, and see. And then as a um, as an opposing voice, I also post the poll on my, um, on my personal page, which is comprised mainly of statists. I'm not sure how many of those guys actually vote in those polls. I'm sure they see that and they're... They don't even want to talk about it, you know. If it's not the, uh, if it's not the game of the week or the um, political outrage of the week, they don't want to hear about it. So, but it is it is nice to be able to, you know, to ha to offer that to people who aren't uh, familiar with the ideas of uh, anarchy, personal freedom. It's nice to have their input too. All right, so moving right along, there is the, uh, oh yeah, the Trump impeachment. Like I said, that was a month ago now. Um, so recently isn't, I guess, I guess historically though, that would still be recently because not very many presidents have been impeached. Why break a, a, a streak, right? He was impeached, but he was acquitted, which is the way it always goes, I think. Has there ever been a president that was actually thrown out of office? I I don't think so. But anyway, I don't I don't think the Trump acquittal was a, was a surprise. I think even the person who brought up the charges knew how this was going to turn out. And if you look at it this way, it's it's enough to make you it's enough to make you question what the point in all of it was. It's. Um, you know, the, and the only thing I can think of is is that it was about control. So you'll have to stick with me through this. I kind of wrote down some ideas here, but I think the whole thing was just about control. So how would how would this impeachment and acquittal how would that how would that be controlling people? 
Well, I think the point was really to unify the people here in the U.S. I think that um, the easiest way to unify people is to polarize them against each other. It seems to bring people together, uh, like football fans. I mean, they're all, you know, Dallas Cowboys this and Pittsburgh Steelers this and that. And But in the end, those are the guys that are spending money on the NFL, right? And I think it pretty much works the same way with uh, with politics. You pit one team uh, against the other, and no matter what happens, the state's going to win, right? You put the Republicans against the Democrats. All the people who support the Republicans are going to be on one team. You got your Democrats on the other, and they fight it out, rah, 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 rah. But at the end, those are the people who put their faith and their effort into the state. And I think that I think Trump won out of um, I think he won a lot of support from this because the diehard Trump guys, they saw this as an an attack on their guy. Right. And I actually saw people who have who just like doubled down for this guy. They don't even know this guy. And here they they don't even hesitate to come to his defense about that. So. His numbers are probably stronger now than they ever have been. And not only that, but I'm pretty sure that those people have been, you know, they've been preaching to their friends, their uncommitted friends, non-committed or uncommitted, to their friends who haven't really dug into politics. And, you know, they've been recruiting, I'm sure. And I really feel that Trump's probably has more support right now than he ever has, even though he was just impeached. And then look at the people who impeached him, and their supporters did exactly the same thing, only for them. Uh, that Nancy Pelosi woman. <laughs> oh my God! There's a um, radio station here that plays some audio, an audio clip, and I know it has to be her saying it. But oh my gosh, how old is the woman? Why is she still in politics? Why are any of these old people still in politics? Right? And and they have so much money. Why are they why did they think that they're qualified to decide how everybody else lives when they live like hardly anybody lives and probably have always lived that way would be my guess um but that that clip that they play of her she, and she's like trying to rally her troops and I'm not even sure where it's from I haven't been able to find the clip I wish I could but you know it's just an old woman trying to garner support in front of a large crowd of people and it comes out something like let's do this democrats and it, i think that just kind of sums up the whole uh, <laughs> the way i look at at politics and the the people who pretend to be politicians and it's just a they're more actors than anything else and i just don't understand why people can't see through it Either way, um, you know the the Trump people. They're probably they're probably more fired up now than they ever have been. The Democrat people. They're probably more fired up than they've ever been. I've seen. I've even seen one meme for this. Uh, it's not. It's not even a meme. It was an advertisement, I guess, for this Pelosi woman about how she stands up against Trump, and it's it's kind of ridiculous. Um, I could post that on the Facebook page, I guess, but it's her sitting on a chair smiling and uh and the ad here it's not very long it says the shades the nancy clap 
the scolding, the speech rip. In a time when it seems like Trump pushes everyone around, Speaker Nancy Pelosi has given, given us Democrats so many great pushback moments. But the one that lasts forever? Impeachment. Thank you, Madam Speaker. And then down at the bottom, hashtag impeached for life. Now, I would have thought that this was satire, but one of my friends who is a diehard Democrat, never Trumper person, is the one that posted this. So I'm assuming it's real. It's some group called UniteWomen.org. Really? The Nancy Clap is the best they could come up with? Well, it was 25% of the best they could come up with. The shades? I don't even know what that means. She's not wearing sunglasses or anything. Does she normally? I don't know. The scolding? Who did she scold? I have no idea. Now, the speech rip, I know what they're talking about. Because this State of the Union nonsense thing where Trump gets up there, he stands up, and everybody claps for everything he says. Well, his people clap for everything he says. The other people, they all remain seated, and they don't clap. And then he tells everything that he can think of to make himself sound good. And at the end of it, when everyone is applauding him, the uh, this Pelosi woman stands up and rips up the um, the speech that he had handed her at the beginning. And, you know, to me, looking at this, did it, did nobody watch The Apprentice? I'm, I mean, I think I watched like two or three episodes of it, but it was just like an episode of The Apprentice. And, you know, I can see through that. It it was just to get people fired up and uh, solidify the, the support they already had. And they're using it to pull in people from, you know, the people who aren't committed yet, people who call themselves independents. And they're probably even pulling in people from the Libertarian Party because in the Libertarian Party, the big L Libertarian Party, you've got statists in that. I don't even know why – I don't understand why the Libertarian Party, the big L Libertarian Party even exists. The whole the whole idea of this is just, um, is just crazy to me because there are a lot of people who believe in Libertarian Party principles, but they won't vote for a Libertarian candidate. These are the guys who believe that voting third party is a waste of a vote. They're the guys that they're going to want to um, – they want to vote for a winner. So if you get Trump and one of these other old white rich guys that the Democrats are going to end up nominating, uh, and then you get a third party person that – you know, this third party person is like, yeah, abolish the government and uh, you know, live your life the way you want to. These big L libertarians, a lot of them, they're going to jump ship and they're going to vote for Trump. I don't really get it. If you're one of these big L people, send me an email, send me a message, voice message, whatever. Maybe you could explain why you're – if you if you really believe that there's no need for a state and you really believe in the non-aggression principle, why are you running? Why are you – or why are you supporting a candidate? Because it seems so – What's the word? Counterproductive. It, it asking for government because you don't like government. I think, and this is my personal opinion. Most libertarians, they're they are minarchists. They're not actual libertarians like 
small L libertarians, they're minarchists. They believe there's there needs to be a military. They believe there needs to be police, and you know they believe in regulating the market some. The problem is, if you believe there's a need for that, and you believe that's legitimate to do that, then why wouldn't why wouldn't everything be legitimate that government does? And secondly, you can't rein government in. You can't you can't ask for a government to do these things and then not expect it to start snowballing and get right back to where it is now. You're asking for aircraft carriers and and fifty million, two hundred million dollar fighter planes. Uh, that money comes from somewhere, and it comes from taxation. And we all know that's not voluntary, right? And it, it just keeps snowballing. Well, if we're already asking for that, why aren't we asking for guns? And then why aren't we asking for health care for life for the people who operate these this equipment? And it just, you know, before you know it, you got Bernie Sanders, and he's winning billion-dollar defense contracts for the uh, Boeing or whichever one of those places are uh, based out of Vermont or – or operate out of Vermont. Oh my gosh, I think I just went totally off the rails there. But that might be about all of Front Porch Anarchast anybody can handle for one setting. It's a, it's a little tough to digest, and the temperature is um, is crazy right now. Well, it's still hovering around 20 degrees, but it's cold. I can't feel my fingers anymore, so I think I'm going to cut it right here and wrap things up. If you do decide that you want to see a t-shirt with a uh, an elephant holding an AK-47 proclaiming that taxation is theft, then let me know about that. I'll be glad to throw one of those t-shirts together. I also do already have a pretty cool taxation is theft t-shirt made up. It's uh, not really sure what kind of – they call it a raglan shirt. It's like a baseball shirt. It's uh, it's dark gray. It has black sleeves, and it says "Taxation is theft" uh, in a modern font, font, a modern font across the front, and uh, I think it looks pretty cool. Uh, check it out. It, I think you can see it at Front Porch Anarchist on Facebook. If not, you can see it on our partner page, which is Gray Uncommons on Facebook. And if I haven't already said it, I'm sure I have. I do appreciate you guys listening to my ramblings. It helps keep me sane. Um, I don't really ask for anything out of um, out of the listeners, but if you would, uh, I'm not I'm not asking for you to try to review this podcast on iTunes. It's kind of tough to do. I I'll be honest with you. I've been doing this now for almost two years, and I can't figure out how to do a a review on iTunes. But if you would, just share the. Uh, Share one of my posts from Facebook. Share that with your friends. Sometimes I, sometimes I do make a post that doesn't come off completely as tinfoil hat wearing. So um, I'd appreciate that if you find something that strikes a chord with you. Evidently, the uh, the one I posted recently about um, about school bullying that was a pretty popular one. If you haven't seen it, you should go look for that one. I may even pin that one to the top of the page for a bit but i do appreciate you guys listening and i can't feel my fingers so this episode is done thanks for listening
hope you enjoyed this broadcast of the Front Porch Anarchast. Like and share our page or send us a message at Front Porch Anarchast on Facebook.